0: On today's show, we'll be joined by NBA performance coach Mike Guevara to discuss how performance training works at the NBA level, his time that he spent with Jalen Green and Fred VanVleet and the things that those guys have been working on this offseason specifically, as well as translating workouts to the actual basketball floor. It's all coming up right here at Locked on Rockets.
1: This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start.
0: The Houston Rockets select Jalen Green, Alperon Shingun, and Jabari Smith Jr.
1: T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. Every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. You're getting somebody who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. Somebody who's going to come come in and compete from day one. Six, five, four, three, four. Two, one.
0: What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and credentialed media member. I'm also the host of Locked on NBA Mondays. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin and the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, including YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment and subscribe. Now, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. More with FanDuel. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And as always, thank you so much for making Locked on Rockets part of your day every single day, whether it's on the way to work, on your lunch break, in the gym. Thank you for making LOR part of your day every single day. Joining us now is a very special guest NBA performance coach and co owner of GBG Hoops, Mike Guevara, who you can find on Twitter and on Instagram at Mr. Do It Moving. Mike, so happy to
1: have you on the program, man man i'm excited to be here and uh great job on pronunciation of my last name
0: <laughs> hey man we got, i gotta get the i gotta get the the, the brownie points wherever i can man look so we've got so much that we want to get to today. Really pick your brain and try to understand what you do and how you, you know, work with these, sure. you know, these elite athletes and try to get the most out of them, trying to elevate their game. But first, you know, give us a peek behind the curtain. Let us know, Mike, a little bit here. Walk us through your journey and how you became a performance coach and kind of the creation yeah. of GBG Hoops.
1: Yeah, so this is a common question that gets, you know, asked quite often, and I've kind of mastered the 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 most important part aspect of it, but also kind of trim the fat because you know I I could literally talk about this for the whole show, and I don't want to bore our listeners and viewers with that. So essentially, in a nutshell, I, I I'm a I'm an athlete that didn't quite have the measurables to play football at a pro level. I actually played football, believe it or not, and but that that birthed the the characteristics, behaviors, and passion to train because I wanted to close the gap. I wanted to I wanted to figure out a way to put my my name and my myself in the top of the top list of any playing venue that I'm in because as a five foot eight Asian Mexican dude, I'm not I'm not I'm not turning any heads so to speak. You know, especially in the in the sport of football, where you know there's we're we're a very high minority. So um, I trained. I trained my butt off. I did everything I could to, to close that gap through hard work and just experimentation, which did open doors for me. I was able to play college football on a, on a scholarship at Ferris State University at the D2 level. So, you know, that enough for me is, is, a, is a high accomplishment in which I'm super blessed to have um, experienced, but not quite the pro level. And because of my path, trying to close that talent gap, um, it, it became a natural transition for me to go straight from playing football, not going to the pros. Okay, so let's help other people go pro. And, um, you know, that didn't reduce itself down to just football. I actually worked with tennis at a high level, um, worked with the number one player in the world at one time, Victoria Azarenka. worked in soccer, which actually birthed my career in the NBA. I worked with Lauren Cheney, who is now Lauren Holiday. Um, at the time, you know she was a UCLA Bruin, in which where she met Drew Holiday, and now they are married with two children and, and a, an amazing, beautiful couple. And uh, for everyone who doesn't know, Drew Holiday is Milwaukee Bucks All Star guard. He's essentially the one that injected me into the NBA space. Um, I actually worked with Lauren first. Lauren referred me to her boyfriend at the time. Worked with Drew, and then you know, the rest is kind of history. That was his second year in the NBA. Well, fast forward to when his wife, Lauren, had a brain tumor. He asked me to travel full full time because he was in a contract year and he knew he was going to be away from his team, but he still needed to be ready to train or ready to play. So he says, Hey, Mike, you know, I understand that you have your business and you have other clients, but. I'm ready to offer you a, a, a full-time deal to, to travel with me and, and and keep me ready so that when Lauren gets better, I'm ready to go back to the season and get another big contract. Well, I accepted and that put and that basically <clears throat> changed the entire course of my career. I moved to New Orleans, um, and I was basically Drew's Asian shadow for the next three years. You see what I'm saying? And uh that put me in the same space as Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis, amongst other NBA pros, because I was actually able to travel with the team as well. And then, you know, with through the power of social media, hard work, um, always being a lifelong learner and student, people started to take notice of how Drew was able to not be bit by the injury bug. How is how he was able to establish himself as one of the better defenders in the league, an Iron Man most miles traveled, etc. You guys all know him if you're basketball fans, you know, he's a tough, tough basketball player and, you know, pound for pound, one of the strongest. So naturally I got a lot of attention for that. And then, you know, the beauty about social media is that you're able to share with millions of people, what you do, who who you're about, who you work with and showcase, you know, your talents to, to a certain degree, a digital resume and, you know, the right People share that thing and, 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 you know, your, your name starts to buzz and more and more people start to see you. And now Spencer Dinwiddie's hit me up. Uh, Duncan Robinson's hit me up George Nyang. And then the list just kind of compiles. And then sooner Jalen later, green, Fred Van Vliet, like <laughs> sooner, sooner or later, Fred, Freddie, Rocksteady Freddie, I call him DMS, uh, his, uh, his, his, his brother hit me up. So Fred, Fred didn't hit me up initially. His brother hit me up. That's how we started to talk. Then his agent hits me up. And then, boom, last summer is when we initially started to work. And then that turned into me traveling with him throughout the season. And um, and now that's basically one of our, our, our coveted mainstay uh, people that we work with. And then, sure enough, Jalen Green's manager hits me up and we're talking for probably the better of three to four months. And then finally May comes around. He's like, Jalen's ready to get in the gym with you, you know, May 21st, whenever you're available. And uh, it's been a blessing to work with Fred and obviously Jalen this summer. It's still, you know, m- uh, late July, early August. So we still have, you know, the better part of five weeks to continue to get better. Um, I think the public is going to be excited to see what they start to view on social media as more of the open run content starts to get posted because there's a lot of footage that's being shot right now, a lot of open gym. And you know, it, it is it is a highlight tape, right? We 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 get excited about what we see on social media, even though it's not the full story. But what I can say is is you'll view a more explosive, more healthy, more just determined, Jalen green this year i think that the 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 city of houston has a lot to look forward to but yeah man in a nutshell a very big nutshell that was uh that was pretty much how i've started as an athlete morphed into a young strength coach and then finally catapulted himself into mainstream nba and that's pretty much the better part of where i, I exist is in nba basketball
0: I definitely. Want, we're definitely going to get a little bit more about the time that you spent with with Jalen and Fred in here first, but I got to ask, what, what position you play in football, man?
1: Wide receiver. Okay, yeah. you went, you
0: went through all that and to tell me what position you played in football. I was like, come on, yeah. how you not going to give me that little nugget?
1: For sure, I uh, I played slot. I mean, you know, spread offenses has been the uh, predominant type of offense for the last 20 years. And uh, sure enough, I was a slot receiver in the spread offense.
0: Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with NBA performance coach Mike G and find out what Jalen Green and Fred VanVleet have been working on this offseason, the things that they have set out to accomplish moving forward. We're going to get there in just one moment. First, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets back up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to over-unders. So who do you think is going to hit the first home run of the night? All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid Instantly, there's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast, home for everything, Houston Rockets basketball. Let's go ahead and dive right back into our interview with NBA performance coach Mike Givada. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Um I I, I do want to know though, just for you, what's the process like when you first meet someone new, right? And you're kind of establishing the goals yeah. and the things that they want to work on and try to improve. What's that process like from kind of beginning to maybe like first workout?
1: Yeah, you you kind of kind kind of mentioned exactly what we do. It's 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 the process of just interviewing communication, getting to know who's in front of you, you know, understanding the fam- family dynamic, the at-home dynamic, the training age, which is another phrase to describe how long you've been in the weight room. Because you gotta understand, you know, Jalen's 21 years old, which means, first of all, he's a young man as it as as it stands there there in itself, but how often has he been exposed to weight training, right? I mean, he didn't go to college. He went you know, straight to uh, G League Ignite, right? Some weight room exposure there, obviously. And then, you know, this is his third year in the NBA? Yeah, he's
0: going into year three, yeah.
1: Going into year three. So he's had two years uh, under his belt with an NBA strength coach. So just trying to understand that dynamic, what his likes are, what his dislikes and I think that uh, the, the the social um, the social empathy piece is very, very important. We have to understand who our people are, you know, what gets them going, what they dislike, what are their likes, what their lifestyle is like to really understand how to coach them. Because you can't coach a Jalen Green the same way you coach a Fred Van Vliet. They're, they come from two different backgrounds. They obviously have an age difference. They come from two different states, um, different likes, different dislikes. So I think that it's important to get to know your people initially before you actually get into the nitty gritty so that you can be as close to the mark as possible in terms of the flow of the session and the interaction, the human interaction of it. So what's a,
0: what's the first session like for you then when you sit down with a guy for the first time brand new is it yeah. is it just kind of plotting out the goals first or do do you actually get into the weight room a little bit and, and try to tackle some some exercises that kind of thing to get a feel for where they're at physically as well yeah.
1: yeah I think that the interview piece can be done you know more or less over the phone um and during the first session but no we're 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 breaking open movement right away uh, I want to see how people move I think that assessment and evaluation is a very popular word that we use to describe that number one session, because at the end of the day, you know, people can forget about the this injury or this was bothering them or what have you. So, you know, even though you try to go through a stringent interview process, you still have to see how people move. And now we're looking at the, primary joint systems that are predominantly um I don't deficient in basketball players so we're looking at the feet we're looking at how the ankle moves we're looking at how the knee moves how the hips move um and that kind of gives you an idea of how you can relate their interview process oh i had this injury during this time of the season, or I had this. And then you can kind of cross-reference that with what you see via evaluation. And then now the story starts to unfold. Now you start to build uh, an idea of exactly what's going on in their body because a lot of people understand that everything is connected. So let's just say your right big toe doesn't move well. That could have a direct correlation with, how well your right hip moves, which has a direct correlation to your left shoulder. So once you start to understand these different layers based off of a, the interview, and then also the assessment, the movement test that you're having them do. Now you're starting to understand left-hand dominant player or right-hand dominant player usually jumps off of their left foot. I understand why they injured their left knee, et cetera, et cetera. And then you start to fill all these blanks in. Which devises the ultimately the plan that you want to execute to fix these deficiencies. Because at the end of the day, availability is the best ability, and pain reduces the most talented of players, regardless of who you are. So we got to get the pain out the system, and we got to get the players available for all 82 and then some if we're going to the playoffs. And those are the two markers that we're looking for initially. And then we could talk about okay, Mike G, I want to. I want to be better off my right foot than my left foot, or I want to equal those up, or I want to be more in control or balance. You know, those qualitative requests that guys usually have, those are secondary to the pain piece and then the um, availability piece.
0: So what was your, you know, the initial conversations like with, with Fred and with Jalen and some of the things that they kind of wanted to accomplish with you when, when they first
1: set out working with you? Well, Fred's easy, you know, The summer, last summer when I started working with him, uh, he was coming off of a bunch. He was coming off an injury riddled season in Toronto. So we just attacked those areas. You know, he just had surgery on his hip. Um, He's had some knee issues, et cetera. And um, that was kind of easy to screen out. So those those were the main focuses there. Get him healthy, super, super healthy. Get him strong and his feet under him get him used to how I train because the intensity that we we place on our athletes is, is, I think it's very unique because it's not for everybody. It's not something that a player that is looking to just check the box of working out is going to go through. Like you have to be mentally prepared to train the way we're training. So you kind of don't want to throw people in the fire like, hot flame right away, you want to kind of slow cook it a little bit. So, you know, establishing that type of degree of intensity within your sessions is is very important as well. You don't want to scare people away either. Um, Training hard is important, but it's not the answer in totality. So I, I want to get athletes to know that. Like, yes, we're going to train hard, but I'm not going to try to kill you every freaking time I see you. Um, so yeah, that was that was Fred's initial goals was just, man, get let me be pain free and then I can do what I do. So that was easy. Uh, with Jalen, I think the the number one adjective that he kind of brushed around was control and and everyone has a frame of reference that they always use based off of a player. and because Drew, is the guy that's been with me the most, and a lot of people know me to be working to to know know me to work with Drew. Um, they use him a lot as the frame of reference. Like if you watch Drew, he's always in control, he's always balanced, he's always um, able to create shots based off of his his um, tempo and the way he can control tempo. So I think a lot of people want that, and they they want to seek that out. And it does take a degree of strength and stability to be that way. Always in control, always two feet on the ground, rooted to the floor, hard to move on defense, etc. I think I think that's Jalen's main goal there was, you know, he has the God-given athleticism that is extremely special. And we all know that we've seen it and we will continue to see it. But also there's a degree of of control and stillness and peace that you need to have as well being able to change tempo is a is a dangerous and excellent weapon to have and now just think about that ferrari car that can stop on a dime and be stable like a hummer see what i'm saying like to use a car analogy like everything doesn't have to be pedal to the metal you know we got to be able to get to spots and be in control when we get there and if we get bumped they bump off us not the other way around and and jalen was Definitely requesting those type of qualities uh, from our training. So ho- hopefully we can create that for him. I think he feels pretty good as as we stand right now, midsummer, and um, it'll continue to to develop as we get closer to this uh, to the season.
0: When when players like Jalen come to you with maybe a specific request like that, like wanting to be a bit more in control, how much film, if at all, do you like factor in? Do you do you kind of like show them some stuff like like do you ever break out film with Drew and kind of show, hey, this is how this is what we worked on here to make him better at this on the, to, you know, to absorb contact here or to be able to finish through contact this way or being able to just do some yeah. of the things that he does on the floor.
1: Yeah, no, I don't really break out the film all that much. Um, The most that we'll do is we'll film the session or we'll film exercises within the session just to kind of give people a reference point of how they look because, you know, you can feel how you are moving, but it's always good to see it as well. Um, But in terms of, like, saying, hey, look at Drew on this play, this is where I don't really do that because I'm less on court. Um, I'm actually not on court as much, so... I kind of leave that up to the position coaches and the skill coaches that are on court with him and doing the court work and trying to work on the things that he's he's trying to develop through the strength training. Yes, it is a group effort. See you know what I'm saying? Like I can't develop the skill set that he's looking for with just strength training. You have to be yeah, there has to be a bridge there. And I think the the skill coaches do a great job of that. You know, they get on the court and they are able to utilize the physical qualities that he's developing in the weight room. Right. So I always say, you know, basketball players aren't professional weightlifters. They are movers and they utilize movement to create space or close space in order to get the ball in the basket or defend the basket. And that's my job. That's that's how I look at creating an ultimate athlete on the court is understanding those different types of goals and then creating the, the physical capability to get that done. We call it freedom. Let's give these guys freedoms to do whatever the hell they want on the court. But in order for it to truly make sense in the brain, because the brain governs everything, the skill coach has to utilize those physical capacities that we develop in the weight room through creating a thoughtful environment on the court. Does that make sense? So in order for and the you know Jalen to get into the idea of utilizing his new physical capability, the skill coach has to create the environment on the court in order for him to realize that. To give an example, maybe he's working on bumping, into a bag and getting and getting more physical, you know, in the key or in whatever post moves that he's working on. But I need to feel my new strength in order to use it. And that's the skill coach's job to create that environment so that he can now realize his new strength.
0: Coming up, how do NBA performance training workouts actually translate to the basketball floor? Some underrated things that people don't often consider when looking at some of these workouts. We're gonna get there in just one moment. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, thank you so much for making LOR part of your day every single day, free and available wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. What do you often see as because you've, you've kind of drawn the comparisons between, you know, some of the, the younger guys you work with, some of the older guys that you work with. What do you often see as the biggest challenge for younger players like Jalen in your time working with them?
1: I I think that young, younger, and we'll and we'll define that as let's say twenty five and below. The the main challenge is
0: also if I and I don't I don't mean to cut you off here actually because you you said something earlier that I that I found was interesting and I meant to follow up on it with you. You talked about like the weight room years, right? Is there like Mm. so when you look at the age of a player, right? You're always factoring that in as well, not just the
1: actual age of the person, right? Yeah, training age is the phrase that we use. And it basically dictates how well they move with load on their body. So that's barbell, kettlebell, dumbbell, cable, whatever, whatever it is, because it is a skill to move with a barbell on your back, which is why it's an Olympic sport in itself. Like we – We try to teach our athletes, our basketball players, our professional basketball players who've grown up playing this skill of basketball their entire life. And then you try to teach them an Olympic lift called a power clean in which is actually practiced every single day for years to go to the Olympics in. So that in itself is already a highly skilled movement. So factor that concept into training age. All right, well, if your training age is two years and below or three years and below, that means that I can assume you're not the best mover with a barbell on your back or in a front rack or whatever the case is. But that's just the predisposed notion that, all right, I'll probably have to pay more attention and close attention to how I load their person and also what type of tools I'm using to make them maintain a quality movement. Because at the end of the day, Training can be problematic or it can be very beneficial. But if I give a athlete that's not very good at moving with a bar 285 pounds on their back and they look like crazy, you know, just born deer trying to squat or whatever, that's not going to be beneficial for them at all. That's going to be harmful. So, you know, we always want to consider right, how well can they move with load always because we always want quality over quantity, which is why that training age idea comes in. But to answer your question, for a younger athlete that's, you know, 24, 25 and below, um, I think accountability, discipline, and figuring out how to be a pro off the court and out of the weight room are the main challenges. And I think that it's a process that's going to rely on experience most of the time for athletes to learn that lesson. You know, yes, I have a lot of the answers to their questions. How many hours of sleep should I have? What types of food should I be eating? What are the best recovery strategies, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, you need to go through this process. You need to find your truth. You need to figure out what you put put value in to understand how to action these strategies. Because at the end of the day, if you're not putting first your work, then that means the work is going to fall down the totem pole, which is going to drastically affect your decision-making process. And if my work is at the at the third or fourth block of the totem pole, then that means I'm thinking that it's third or fourth best uh, interesting to me. It's the fourth interesting thing to me, which means I'm not going to really action these thoughts to create a better strategy so in other words what do i value okay i know that i have a seven o'clock in the morning workout what time should i go to bed what should i be eating before i go to sleep because that's going to affect how that workout you know um is experienced what am i doing after my workout like these are the types of questions that the older guys are thinking about because they know what it takes to prepare themselves to get themselves ready for the next day and the next day and the next day versus randomly waking up, going throughout your day just the way it should or just the way it happens, and not strategizing how how I should prepare for the next day. That, for me, is a long-winded way to say that's probably the most challenging part is just trying to get these guys to understand that, you know, what we do is stressful. It's extremely stressful. So everything that you do outside of here matters. And you want to be ready for the next day. So that's going to determine how you should eat and how you should sleep.
0: In In the time that you were able to spend with, with Jalen and Fred, we did see some videos, some clips and stuff of them spending time working out together. What are some of those workouts like when you have them together? And in what ways did you maybe see those two guys kind of pushing each other, each other either Jalen pushing Fred or Fred pushing Jalen?
1: Yeah, I think that as soon as Fred was signed to Houston, I thought it was a good idea I already already had Jalen training um already knew Fred was coming in in July before anything ever happened and then the uh the free agency pickup happened and I just thought that you know savvy vet and and young bulldog together that just made sense to me right that just was like one of these situations where I was like Fred what do you think you know Fred had, yeah no i'm 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 down let's 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 make it happen and um I think think it played out the way you would think it would play out. Fred is a natural-born leader. He was born to lead. These are qualities that he he developed, you know, probably since he was five, six years old, leading the playground. And it just kind of stuck with him, and and it's a big part of who he is as a player in person. And that's exactly kind of how it went down. You know, he's always offering words of encouragement. He's always trying to push. He's always – setting the example and reminding Jalen that yo you you're just as much of as a leader as I am. like you got a bunch of young guys underneath you now even though you're only 21 years old but look at all this talent that we have that we got to develop together. and I thought that that was really cool that he included Jalen as a part of that leadership group like you're you're just as much as of a leader. Look at these young guys. We got to set good examples. We and it doesn't start with our playing. It starts with us showing up on time. It starts with us staying late. It start you know like all the leadership things that most guys would would uh, would impose on their on their groups. And um, Jalen responds, man. He's 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 a hell of a worker. He, he's a doer. He's not much of a talker. At least with me, he's not, um, which is fine. But his action talks enough. And uh, I think it's going to be a beautiful Batman Robin, whoever whoever is whoever. I'm not going to dictate that, but it's going to it's going to be a beautiful uh, relationship, and I think it's going to be a long lasting relationship at like that.
0: You mentioned before, kind of you know very briefly there for a moment the the way that what you do and the the work that gets put in, uh you know when you're doing the performance training and the work that these guys put in the hours that they put in helps them stay healthy, right? You you talked about Drew being like an Ironman, right? How important is this right for guys, you know, I guess yeah. even when you're having conversations with them, do guys ever sometimes not realize how important this kind of work is to be able to get their bodies through the slog of an 82 game season. Yeah. And, and and then, and then some, if you're in the playoffs too.
1: Yeah. It's, it's critically important. Uh, there's, there's no words to describe how important it is. I think intention is everything. Um, understanding, understanding, that your body is your paycheck. You can't perform. You can't get a contract. It's that simple. And there's so many amazing, young, talented athletes out there that are, you know, salivating to be in your position. Um, I think, unfortunately, for most young guys, let me not say most, for some young guys, they have to go through an experience of, of injury to understand how important this is they have to they have to experience some type of downfall to see how important it is before they actually try to commit to not only the training piece but also the lifestyle piece the sleep and the food piece um but i always try to tell these guys man don't make the mistake of learning from your mistakes make make it a point to learn from other people's mistakes and people that will talk about how you know it took me this injury or that injury to fully commit to my training and to my lifestyle and to my diet. You know, you hear those stories all the time. This injury made me commit. Well, nah, like, like F that. You see that it happens. You see it's been publicized. LeBron spends over a million dollars on his body. You know, Tom Brady spends over like all these athletes are publicly going on record saying how much they spend to play and maintain elite-level physicality. So if those guys are doing it, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we take a page out of their books, these legends? If you have the resources, which most of these guys do, invest. And, um, you know, I'm not watching people's pocketbooks at all, but we all know how much these guys could potentially make. Congratulations, Jalen Brown, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a mistake and tragedy travesty that they don't some of us don't want to invest in ourselves by getting good training, getting good nutrition, hiring a chef, and really focusing on that piece of their body during the summer so that they can maintain, and not only maintain because I always try to tell the story like we're not maintaining we're actually trying to slowly improve throughout the season so that when we get to playoff time we're peaking and i'll tell you a really dope story i love this story you know i was with the pelicans the year that the the year that we swept portland and then lost to golden state three uh four one in the gentleman's sweep. well The last game of that series against Golden State, um, I'm cooling Drew down. You know, we have this full game, -game, uh, post-game routine. He just played 48 minutes. Didn't come out the game. And, you know, this is game, I don't know, 88 for him. He led the league in miles, traveled everything. And I'm like, all right, well, it's over. How do you feel? He was like, like, I can keep going. And that for me still gives me goosebumps, like 48 minutes just played. I'm asking him how he's doing, you know, basically like the conclusion of the season in a conversation. He's like, like, I can keep going. I feel great. I feel amazing. And, and I'm so excited to continue this journey with you. And that for me was the epitome of like, this is real life. We can peak at the playoff time. We don't want to just make it to playoff time. We can actually peak. And that I proved that to myself through Drew. Drew's a special athlete, but I think everyone can do it. These are all special athletes, and I just, I just encourage these guys to really take a look at their wellness and their training so that they can do this for as many years as they choose to and not let injury retire them.
0: You have your GBG Hoops YouTube channel that I want all of our viewers and listeners to go. Be sure to subscribe, check out. I'm putting a link to it directly in the uh, in the description of this episode. But what type of content can, can our audience expect to find over there with you guys?
1: Yeah, GBG Hoops, real quick, uh, is abbreviated, which stands for greatness breeds greatness. And it epitomizes who I am as a, as a human, I, I live to serve. I, I've been put here to serve, to make people better in in a physical, emotional, spiritual uh, delivery. And it's basically when I'm great, you're great. You know, it's a reflect, it's a reflecting relationship. It's a symbiotic relationship. I'm going to pull the best out of you, Jackson, and you're going to pull the best out of me and we're going to elevate together. That's essentially what that means. And the type of content you're going to find on the YouTube is just going to be entirely based around basketball. There are really cool social pieces where I'll, where I'll interview a player and kind of go over their background as I'm working on the, on them on the table because I do some some recovery work on the table as well. There'll there there will be workout videos on there where you can actually work out with me. Uh, there'll there'll be educational content where you can look at different. Concepts of mobility and, you know, potential basketball injury and things of this nature. That is just really about sustaining some type of high level content that you can go and consume for education, for entertainment, and um, it's free. It's it, you know, it's there for you. I, I do it because I love to share. And I want everyone to have information so that they can fix themselves or help themselves and continue to elevate because that's what GBG is all about.
0: Man, Mike, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to come here and join us on the program. This was really insightful, some really fantastic stuff. Uh, Thanks so much for, for carving
1: out the time, man. Hey, listen, I appreciate you and everybody who's listening. Thank you so much. Go check out our YouTube, GBG Hoops. Appreciate you guys so much.
0: That's going to do it for another edition of Locked on Rockets. As always, thank you so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Just search Locked on Rockets. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, be sure to go drop a subscription over on the GBG Hoops YouTube channel. Mike is doing some fantastic work over there. Be sure to go support them. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.